We will begin the story in just a moment, but first I have a message for the parents out there. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search. Match with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your all-in-one matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. When I was looking to hire someone, the process was so slow and I felt very overwhelmed. I wish I had used Indeed because in addition to helping you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash story. Just go to Indeed.com slash story right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash story terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed indeed story spectacular today's special episode is titled story spectacular behind the scenes If you enjoy this peek behind the curtain, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Story Spectacular on your podcast app. Who wants a story? from my summer vacation and ready to start season three of Story Spectacular. But before we begin our regular scheduled programming, I wanted to share my story with all of the listeners out there. Over the past two years, I have heard from kids and parents alike who are interested in learning more about how podcasts are made and who also want to know how I come up with all of these wacky ideas for stories. So today, we are going behind the scenes of Story Spectacular. I hope this episode inspires you to do something creative, too. Who knows? Maybe after listening, you would like to start a podcast of your own. Alrighty, let's begin our spectacular backstage story now. I have always been a creative person. It's almost involuntary for me. I was totally that kid that saved every seashell and every twig and every magazine because I just had so many projects that I needed to do with them all. As you can probably tell, I also had a lot of energy. And I learned from a very young age that I do my best when I focus that energy into a creative project. So I pursued the arts throughout high school and graduated from university with a degree in studio art. For the past 10 years, I've primarily made my living as a landscape painter here in Portland, Maine. I have also been writing and illustrating children's stories throughout that time, and now I have four books published and even more on the way. I made a decision to start a podcast at the same time that I decided to self-publish my books. 
I wanted to find an authentic way to promote my work and get my name out there as a storyteller. And starting a children's story podcast, it seemed like this would be a great way to achieve this. I first recorded a demo episode of my story, Fly Home Birdie, back in November 2016. I borrowed a friend's mic and used a garage band on my computer. Birdie has a long, long journey. She flies over mountains and streams and even the ocean. And then I sent my demo out to all of my friends who had little kiddos. Their response was overwhelming. One friend in particular said, Ah, my kid wants to listen to this over and over again. Can you please make some more episodes so I can at least hear something new? So hearing, you know, such positive response from parents and especially kids, that really validated my idea and motivated me to move forward with it. I am a total fangirl when it comes to podcasters. I just love learning about the world through the medium of podcasts, and I'm so thrilled to be a part of this space now. So I made myself a little soundproof studio in my basement, and I divvy up my studio time from 10 a.m. to noon, and then after lunch again from about 1 to 4. My house is usually empty at that time, and I do a lot of singing on my show. And to be totally honest, I'm really shy about singing when people are actually around. I know it's weird because I'm like broadcasting it afterwards to tons of people. But in that moment in front of people, I'm like super, super awkward about it. So I like an empty house. And I also think my voice sounds better earlier in the day when it's more rested. Fly home, dear birdie, won't you fly home? You've been away too long. Won't you fly home, little birdie? Won't you fly home? I feed you all day long. We'll have a sunny picnic under the trees. We'll sing sweet music and shoot the breeze. Hey, birdie, thanks for flying, birdie. I would absolutely consider podcasting an art. I feel like the medium of podcasting allows me to paint with sound. Between getting to write stories, perform silly character voices, you know, sing songs, and then create illustrations for the show, I really get to express 360 degrees of creativity. And I especially love getting to share my humor through puns and wordplay and even jokes. <laughs> a very popular character from Story Spectacular is a dog named Digger. Digger made his debut on Story Spectacular back in episode three in a story titled Digger's Daily Routine. In this story, Digger performed the exact same routine every single day. He was stuck in a bit of a rut. <laughs> Each day for Digger is exactly the same. He works his routine in the sun and the rain. 
Until one day, something happened that was so profound, it turned Digger and his whole routine upside down. Huh? It started out like any old day. He began his routine and was on his way. As he was putting his rocks into rows, a peculiar smell reached Digger's nose. He followed the scent, feeling quite brave. To his surprise, it led to a cave. Whoa! He dropped into the hole, and guess what he saw? Whoa! Thousands of gemstones in reach of his paw. Crystal, quartz, garnet, tourmaline. The most beautiful stones he had ever seen. He gathered some quickly to bring back to his sight, then pushed forth the cart with all of his might. But suddenly, whoosh, Digger and his cart took flight. Digger steered his cart around rickety bumps. Yikes! He soared through the air over ramps and jumps. As Digger sped forward, his paws began to quiver. Then splash, he collided with an underground river. He floated along smoothly. Now, this ain't a bad ride. But just then, he came to a water slide. Needless to say, some shenanigans ensued for Digger, and his routine was never the same. He's since been the star of three other stories titled Digger Has a Dilemma, Digger and the Little Choo Choo, and my personal favorite, Digger's Rock Show. He stops by once in a while to tell a joke or two. Oh, and actually, he just walked in right now. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes. Hi, Digger. Hey, everybody. Say, Digger, do you think you could tell us a joke about podcasting? Sure. What is the name of a podcaster's best friend? Hmm. What is the name of a podcaster's best friend? Mike. <laughs> that was a good one, Digger. Thanks for stopping by. Sure thing. Goodbye for now. His name is Digger and he likes to tell jokes. My name is Digger and I like to tell jokes. My favorite, favorite part about podcasting is writing the first draft of my stories. It's totally the honeymoon phase of the process. It's when I feel the most creative freedom. It's super fun to see a story come together and imagine all the potential of what it can be. I can give you an example of my creative writing process. One of my most successful stories has been The Shape Escape. Go Triangle, go! It started out as a podcast episode that aired back in October, and I got so much positive response from it that I decided to turn it into a book as well. So starting out creating the story, it had many twists and turns. I began with a story starter topic of shapes. I sat down with a piece of paper and I drew a circle, a square, and a triangle. I doodled some faces onto the shapes and then asked myself, how do I bring these shape characters to life? What made me really excited as a kid? And two things immediately popped into my head. 
Pee Wee Herman and the B-52s. Pee Wee's Playhouse was a show that I wasn't allowed to watch at home when I was a kid, but I would catch glimpses of it at other people's houses and it blew my mind. <laughs> that show bent reality in this crazy dreamlike way. I especially liked the way it would bring inanimate objects to life. Hello. There was that talking chair named Cherry and it like looked so real. It made me wonder if chairs only talked in Pee Wee's Playhouse or maybe the chairs in my house would also talk when no one was looking. So I would like sneak around the corner, try to catch my dad's brown corduroy recliner in the act. <laughs> and you know, I also wasn't sure what to think about Pee Wee Herman himself either. He didn't really scare me, but the chaos he created made me really anxious, but at the same time, really, really amused. <laughs> That show just had me questioning everything and it really challenged me to test the world around me. As for the B-52s, the album Cosmic Thing was one of the first CDs my parents got for their cool new CD player. I would make them play the song Love Shack for me over and over again and I would sing and dance around the living room. It was like so much fun. You know, the word love means something totally different as a kid. It's not necessarily a romantic feeling, but instead this feeling of blissful connection towards your friends and family. And I thought it was so cool that the people in the song were getting together and having a party with the people that they loved. I wanted to turn my dad's tool shed into a love shack and have everyone over. That never quite came to fruition, but one day I got to experience the ultimate love shack. In first grade, I went on a trip to California for my aunt's wedding. And at the wedding reception, the DJ put on Love Shack and I was like, are you kidding me right now? You guys know this song too? I grabbed the microphone and I began singing and dancing like a total maniac. Everyone was on the dance floor and it was just total euphoria. In my head, I was screaming, I love everybody. It was one of the most exciting memories of my childhood. I took all these emotions and began writing. I'll just say that even thinking of these ideas gave me a lot of energy. As you can see, even now, I'm still very excited by those experiences, and it's a great place to start out mentally when you are creating the first draft of a story. I looked back down at my piece of paper and at my shape characters, and now they were just full of life. Hello, Octagon. Top of the monitor, you triangle. Howdy, I wrote a simple plot of a big bully circle causing mayhem for the other shapes in Shape Valley. A crazy action sequence ensues and the tiny triangle emerges as the unlikely hero. So overall, it's a very simple plot, but I let those memories of Pee Wee Herman and the B-52s inform the tone and the style of the story. I wanted the circle not to be a mean, scary villain, but instead some sort of silly inflictor of havoc and mayhem. Similar to the way that Pee Wee Herman made me feel. I even did my best Pee Wee Herman imitation for the voice of the circle in the podcast. <laughs> the B-52s influenced how I created the setting of Shape Valley. I wanted the sound design in the podcast to be filled with cheerful 80s synth style music. And then I illustrated the book with bright neon colors. 
I even paid homage to the B-52s by singing a short little song at the end and celebrated the smallest shape in the story with a dance party. was inspired by my cherished childhood memories of Pee Wee Herman and dancing along to Love Shack. I have a pretty loose and simple concept of creativity. To me, creativity is an intangible feeling. It's the same feeling you had as a child when you were doing your favorite activity. You're having so much fun that you have no concept of time. You're so content doing that thing that your parent would have to nag you to come in and eat dinner. Whatever positive outlet that gives you that feeling is my definition of creativity. Podcasting has changed my life because it's given me a platform to tell my stories and reach an audience all around the world. After the first week of launching my show, I heard from a little four-year-old boy named Charlie from Australia. He requested that I write a story about a dinosaur that does yoga. I mean, how cool is that? I told Charlie that that idea for a story was brilliant and that he should be the one to write that story. And I hope that he does someday. So instead, I decided to write him a story called A Dinosaur in a Toy Store. And I named the toy store owner Charlie after this little boy. Because of podcasting, I'm directly interacting with members of my audience, and we are being inspired by each other to create great ideas for stories. I would say that 80% of this job is showing up. Not only do you have to be consistent with your schedule, but you also have to show up mentally and hold yourself to the highest standards that you can, put out the best content that you can, You can have all the talent and creativity in the world, but none of this can happen unless you put in the work. It's that simple, and anyone has the potential to achieve success if they put in the work. So go on, everyone. Create, create, create. Story Spectacular. Thank you for listening to this special behind-the-scenes episode all about the making of Story Spectacular. If you would like to learn more, you can go to storyspectacular.com. Stay tuned for Season 3.